Beth, who had assisted Wilson in the ER, was directed by the charge nurse to assist the nursing station on his floor once they'd finished with the accident victim. We need you here, but go to Station 11. Bigwigs are always doing this. Beth found her patient in a large, well-furnished private room in the hospital's VIP section. Surrounded by so many flowers, she was afraid he had died. To her great relief, Wilson was awake, alert, and free of pain. But something clearly had him in a sour mood. She smiled and was about to introduce herself, but was interrupted mid-sentence when a silver-haired matron in a chic, Nancy Reagan-style red suit burst into the room, followed immediately by a clean-cut, young, tired-looking doctor dressed in scrubs. "'Diverticulitis? At his age?' the woman said. "'We can't rule it out. Symptoms are indicative. The CAT scan did eliminate appendicitis.' At least you didn't send him right into an unnecessary surgery. The woman gave the doctor a withering look, and at last turned to acknowledge the patient. Are you feeling any better, dear? I'd be fine if this nice nurse would just bring me a cold beer, said Wilson, winking at Beth. No food and drink until we are certain of your diagnosis, the doctor said. Which I do hope will be forthcoming soon, the woman said especially in light of the generous donations we've made to this hospital over the years. I'm going to speak with the chief of internal medicine. Wilson looked over at Beth with a frustrated sigh. My mother, he explained. Unsure whether it would be proper to commiserate, Beth reached for the young man's wrist and began taking his pulse. She has your best interest at heart, she said. Beth checked Wilson's chart. I didn't like hearing that GI specialist talk about a colostomy, Wilson said. That's where they cut a hole in your intestine and attach a sack right here, right? Pointing to his right side midsection. Let's talk about something more agreeable, like where you're from and how long you've been working here. Beth deflected all his questions with a snap of the chart and urged him to rest. She knew his type. The flirting was just bluster to mask the fear he wouldn't show. Nice guy, really. Two days later, after his attending physician determined Wilson had suffered a mild case of food poisoning, and his mother was satisfied he was on the mend, Beth returned to check her patient's blood pressure and temperature and help him prepare for discharge. He'd been easy to look after, watching baseball games on TV, taking jello meals and doctor's rounds in stride, never complaining when she had to wake him up at odd hours for medications. Hey, could we talk for a few minutes? He asked her when they were alone in the room. We've been talking for the past three days, Beth said. I know, Wilson said. What I want to know is whether you'll let me take you to dinner tonight, you know, to thank you. Are you hitting on me, Mr. Wilson? Absolutely, he said. It's your deep blue eyes. It's not the eyes, it's the medicine, Beth said, patting him gently on the shoulder. He'll get over it. Besides, I have a boyfriend. Really? What's he doing? He's in the Air Force, based in Plattsburgh, where I went to school. Are you serious about him? It's a long story. He's a pilot, and that's what he's really into. I have to attend to some other patients now, Beth said. I'll be back to check on you when your discharge paperwork is ready. When she returned an hour later, he continued the campaign. All I want is to take you to dinner. Say thanks. I'm sure your boyfriend wouldn't object to that. I can't, 
Besides, I won't be done here until eleven. Okay. I'll be waiting for you in front of the hospital, 10th Avenue and 58th Street, Wilson said. Beth laughed. I hope you're feeling better. It was nice to meet you. Take care of yourself. Exhausted at the end of her twelve-hour shift, Beth struggled down the stairs to the street, anxious to get to her apartment and rest. She raised her arm to hail a cab, but instead was greeted by a long black limousine. A driver in suit and tie came around and opened the door for her. Beth hesitated, then looked in at the bright face of her patient, raised her arms in surrender, and stepped in. She closed her eyes, immediately absorbing the scent of leather and wood, in what seemed to her more like a luxury den than a motor vehicle, eased back in the seat and extended her tired legs and feet fully before her. She had no idea where...